Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. In the midst of her artistic struggles and unconventional personal life, Tova Jansen found worldwide success from an unexpected side project, the creation of the beloved world of the Moomins. Tove is a captivating drama about the creative energy of an iconic talent and her turbulent search for identity, desire, and freedom. And I'm going to leave it there. Uh, Tove was uh, the Finnish selection for the Academy Award consideration for Best Foreign Feature Film. And we're joined today by the director of that wonderful film, Tida Berggroth. Tida, hi. hi, welcome to Film School Radio. Thank you. Thank Love you. Here. Yeah, thank you so much. Uh, it is such a, a wonderful film that, and I want to, I want to congratulate you on the tone of the film and the pace of the film. I feel like you gave us an opportunity to settle into her story, get to know her, get to know her family, get to know her circumstances. I, I just thought it was a, a wonderful way of getting us the information we need to get to know her. And th so it, this has to be a collaboration of you and the scriptwriter. But how did you sort of settle on the way that you told this story? First of all, thank you. That was so nice to nice to hear. Well, I wanted this film to be intimate and honest. So that was my goal from very early on. And I pretended to be a portrait painter in a way. So we wanted to focus on a certain period of her life and really try to get close to her character mm -hmm. and uh, make it feel as authentic as possible. And uh, the way to do that, of course, was that we needed to study and do a lot of research and get to know her life as well as possible. And there was a lot of material for us to do that. So that was, that was great. And then after all that research, we needed to create our own story and trust our own instincts and also make it personal enough so we could really feel that what she went through was as authentic as it can be when yeah. you're making fiction. Yeah. But uh, that's, that's the way how we, you know, approached the whole thing. How, how did you get past this so she's an iconic figure in Finnish society and culture and around the world she's regarded around the world how did you get sort of my, your mindset past that you're now going to be portraying someone who is worldwide and in her the, in her recognition what what was going on in your mind to get to that get to her the human side of her as opposed to the iconic side yeah. Well, it did take some time and I was horrified at first. I thought, okay, this is a mission impossible and we are doomed to, I don't know, fail <laughs> with this project. <laughs> but of course, she's such a wonderful artist and uh, she wrote so many letters to her loved ones and family members and she wrote so many short stories and novels and of course the world of the movies. So after studying those things and reading and listening to the music she used to listen, of course, your imagination starts to wonder and you relate to certain things in her life and you relate to certain things in her character. And 
that's an important part of the process that you're trying to get as close as possible. And of course, you need to forget about the fear because it's it's not gonna work out if if you admire somebody too much. As actually Tuve Jansson herself once said that uh, you can never be free if you admire somebody too much. So I had to let go of that admiration. And of course, when I learned about her life, the way she was in her 30s and uh, what kind of struggles she had in her life, and she was insecure and uh, she was afraid that she would fail as an artist and all those things I could easily relate to. And she was struggling with her love life and she got her heart broken and she was searching for her place and voice. So suddenly all those things brought her character quite close to me. Suddenly it felt like a good idea to make that I'm directing a movie about her. <laughs> well, I like that the film opens with the the very humanizing um, scene at the very beginning of they're in uh, sheltering themselves from world the, the effects of World War II the bombings that are going on just outside of where they are hiding and so that brings us really kind of a, a lot of different things it humanizes her plight it gives you some kind of understanding of where she was coming from and historically speaking kind of puts us in the right time frame for where where the story is going to be taking place. So I thought that was a great way. And then this troubled relationship that he ha she has with her father, all the things that everyone can share and kind of some sort of perspective on. So I thought it's just, I thought it was wonderful. And I just, the fact that Alma Poisty is so great in this role is she really seems to have taken on the persona of Tove in a way that is immediately accessible. How did she become part of the project? Well, actually, I had seen her play Tuve on theater stage a couple of years uh, earlier. And um, I remembered her from that. And I had seen her in uh, various different theater plays also. But uh, she hadn't been doing so many films. So we did, we did an audition. And I loved the way she brought all those different characteristics of Tuve together. There was the melancholy and there was the intelligence and there was the flirtatiousness and the playfulness. So there were all these things that I really was looking for. And of course, it was partly because she had studied the character so much already, but there's something in her. And actually, this is important. I needed to find an actor who had that artistry in herself. I needed to believe that she she has this wild imagination and this inner world. And uh, I think Alma has that. I, of course, love her. And uh, we are now very good friends because it was a long way with this project. But I, I really admire her as an actor. And, and uh, I couldn't agree with her more. She brought wonderful nuances to Tuve's character. There's something, and I don't, I'm going to, I hope I say this correctly because I think it was really a fascinating thing to watch in her performance and in the way that you shot her. There's, there was something about her face that at times looked younger than she was and then times looked older than she was. There's a certain, the, a certain things that you did with the camera and she did. And I, I was really fascinated by how her face changed and am i am am i crazy did you is no, it no. something is that I, I know what you i think i know what you mean 
And one of the key words for us in this whole process was also that we want to make it raw enough. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. It shouldn't be conventional and pretty in a boring way. It should be intimate and honest and raw. So, and Alma is that kind of actor who absolutely doesn't shy away. She does not have the need to be pretty and uh, in a boring way. She wants to be a real human being on, on, on the canvas also, on the screen. So, and I think that's so important, inspiring for, for a director that, that uh, she needs to be real in every aspect. And I think that's, that's one of them. We didn't have the need to make her, mm, uh, yeah, make her pretty. I kept looking at her. I guess there's, I don't know. It's some some part of this is her ability to project certain emotions, certain things that yeah. are going on in the character's life. But yeah. some of it was also, and we'll get into the technical side of what you did because there's a lot of really interesting things I, I really like about the film. Um, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with Tida Bergroth. And we're talking about this wonderful film, and it was, as I mentioned earlier, it was the Finland's entry into the uh, best foreign feature film for this last year's Academy Awards. And we're talking about this renowned artist in um, and Tuva Jansen. And this is um, let's talk about her art because she starts as a, in the film. We see her as a painter, and then we see her eventually. I don't want to say she came to it willingly but she eventually becomes this cartoonist that we know her for moments so talk talk about that part of the story which is a very important part of the story uh, one of the reasons we wanted to focus on this time period was that of course she there was interesting things going on in her personal life and she fell in love with a woman for the first time but also because i found it very interesting that there was this cross-drawed between wanting to be recognized as a great painter and then then uh, suddenly Mumins uh, was the thing that made her famous. So Mumins was something uh, she considered as children's stories and really as a side project and first and foremost she wanted to become a painter and be acknowledged as that. So I found that very interesting that and it must have been very difficult for her that that happened and she had to push her painter side aside for many years because she was she she was working for the evening news and and drawing these strips every week every day almost so for her to somehow embrace the fact that she is really talented in something that she didn't see as valuable first was very interesting to us. And of course, uh, then uh, uh, later on, she went back to painting and uh, those paintings are absolutely wonderful. She was multi-talented as an artist. She was a, an author and a cartoonist and a painter and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> you mentioned the relationship uh, in the film, a very important relationship that she had with uh, Vivica Bandler, as well as her sort of fluid sexual life makes for a very interesting, very much an artist's life in, in many ways, willing to go yeah. places where others may not necessarily want to go in terms of exploring her inner inner world. Um, yeah. And I thought it was 
beautifully portrayed. I thought the relationships on all fronts were were uh, relatable and honest, and they felt authentic. Talk a little bit about that part of the film. They really did. They were great stuff. So thank you. Well, Duda was that kind of a person, or not that kind of a person. I think she was quite exceptional, but she wanted to be as free and independent as possible, both in uh, as an artist and both in her as in her love life also. So she didn't want anything to hold her back. And and she was she had dedicated herself and her life to art. And uh, she thought that she could do that by controlling her emotional life and deciding somehow how to, not really how to feel, but she thought that she could really control that. And uh, it was more or less successful, actually, with Atos Virtanen and this uh, wonderful leftist politician and philosopher with whom she had a love affair. But of course, when a person who has decided that, okay, I will be totally independent uh, when she falls in love. It's really interesting to see what happens with that. And she really fell in love with Vivica Bandler. And uh, Vivica was the first woman in her life she fell in love with. And so she opened up a whole new world. And um, we wanted to, it's a love story. Tuve is a love story. It's a, it's, it's a story about an artist and it tells about searching for your artist identity, but definitely searching. It's it's a story about searching for your identity in in as a person as well. Yeah, and it's interesting the the arc of their particular story, the reticence on the part of Tuva to be with Vivica, and by the end, it's the dynamic completely shifts. It seems yeah. that the, that 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 part of how that plays out. Flips yeah. this flips in and it's uh, I just I really I I just like that it was a very natural portrayal. It did there were the ups and downs, but all of the the internal dynamics of their relationship. Um and I yeah, I just I just thought it was wonderful. I do want to talk about the room that she rents, yeah. that she works, because yes. it reflects so much of her life as it from it's sort of the bombed out version that we see at the very beginning of it. And to watch it slowly but surely kind of evolve over the course of the film, I thought it became a character in the film of, of sorts. And I really liked that because I think great filmmaking is not just the, the actors doing reading their lines and doing a great job. It's the things around them that allow you more of an insight into, into the story. It, that uh, studio was so important for Tuve. That was, you know, her own area, her own space after she uh, left the Janssen family studio where they all lived. And so that's where she could be herself. And uh, of course, as an artist, she saw immediately, even though it was in ruins uh, in the beginning, that, you know, the beautiful uh, big windows allow the light to come in in a wonderful way. And you need that as a, as a painter. And I love to show that she's not afraid to, you know, start building. And she, she's really a hands-on woman and she could do it. And she was excited. And, and she created this little paradise of the whole place. And it's so beautiful. I actually visited the original place uh, because she lived there until the end of uh, her life with her partner, Tuulikki. So that was really the place where major events happened when she lived. And in our film, we always come back to that 
studio. So it needed to be a wonderful place. And it was lovely to, you know, walk into that set every morning when we shot there. It, it had a very good atmosphere and it was really built accordingly as it was uh, in the in the end of 40s and in the beginning of 50s. And our production designer, Katarina nyqvist Andrew did an amazing job with that. So it's it's the heart of our film, that yeah. place. Yeah, um, in the last minute or so, I have with you a couple of things. I understand this was shot in a certain format. And I, um, tell me a little bit about your decision to shoot that way. We wanted to shoot this uh, on 16 millimeter film. And uh, I had worked with a film before, but it was already 10 years ago. And uh, we just did these uh, little demos before we started the actual shooting. And, and we tried out the film and it had such a beautiful texture. And it, in a strange way, brought at the same time rawness and uh, a certain kind of poetry to the whole thing. So, and I knew that we wanted to get really close to our characters and this, this little uh, life that film brings to the surface was a beautiful way to be close and still look at something as it was a kind of fairy tale. Mm -hmm. So at the same time, it felt like we can get raw and close and still there is this poetic surface that fit to Janssen so well. It's a beautiful look. And maybe that is part of where I was seeing the different changing looks of Tove in the film, how she's you're exactly right. It adds this texture yeah. to the film. Again, the film is called Tuva, and we've been talking with the director and of the film, and that would be Teta Berggraf. And um, I, I want to thank you so much, and uh, congratulations on the film. It is opening, by the way. I want to let people know the film is opening here in uh, the United States uh, in a number of different locations, beginning in Washington, Neptune Theater, but also here in Los Angeles at the landmark New Art, and it will be rolling out across the country. So go, you can go to tovemovie.com to find out more about the film, about the filmmaker, as well as where it'll be screening. And I want to thank you again for, for your spending a little time with us today. Thank you so much. This was really nice. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Film School Radio.